Welcome to a Backyard Ultra podcast. In this podcast, I caught up with Scott Snell, who was a member of Team USA in the recent Satellite Backyard Ultra World Championships. We talked everything Backyard Ultras, his performance at Biggs, and how he made the team. It's a really good chat. I think you'll enjoy it. Here you go. Okay, good day, Scott. How are you going? Hey, good. How are you doing? Yeah, really good. Thanks for joining the podcast today. Yeah, happy to be here. It's exciting. <laughs> no right. So I thought maybe we would just start off simple and just ask, how did your running journey begin? Oh, um, yeah. I mean, it, it started, uh, well, it mostly started when I met my first met my wife and she was a runner. I, I wasn't a runner at the time, but, uh, you know, she was a runner. And uh, so it's kind of uh, an excuse to spend more time with her, I think. So I kind of took up running and uh, I kind of took off on my own and just kind of fell in love with it myself to, uh, to even more, maybe even more so than her at some yeah. point. Cause uh, I mean, she's, uh, she, she's, a, she's a good runner and she's done a marathon, but she's never ventured beyond the marathon distance. So I've kind of, I guess I've kind of like uh, pushed the limit as far as distances between the two of us, but, but yeah, she, she really was the one who introduced me and in, uh, to running. So I have, have her to blame for when I disappear for long runs and she complains about it. <laughs> I, um, I, I think I read in one of your blogs or you mentioned in one of your blogs, you, when you started running, it also co correlated with you quitting smoking too. So yeah, yeah, that was part of it. I was, uh, I was a smoker um, prior to, well, when I started running, I was a smoker. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and that, that kind of, it kind of, yeah, coincided at the same time. I was like trying to quit smoking and it really wasn't working or going well. I, I mean, I quit a bunch of times and restarted a bunch of times until um, I finally just like, I hit this point where I decided like, well, to quit, I'll, every time I have a craving for a cigarette instead of having a cigarette i'm just going to go run a mile or, or go run around the block or something just whatever just go out and get some get some distance in and uh, i think that that's what really finally helped got me to kick the habit for good was yeah. was uh, replacing it with a with another addiction <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so how long ago was this like when, how old were you when you started running about so that was that's about 20 years ago it was like my early 20s that i really that when i met my wife and started picked up running so i so and i'm i'm 42 now so it's been about 20 years that i started like running for the sake of running uh i mean prior to that like i i wasn't athletic at all in my like college days but um you know when i was younger like up through high school i, I played quite a bit of soccer so there's decent amount of running there but i never ran for the sake of running it was just like because running was part of soccer i ran yeah well they're pretty fit those soccer players they, they run oh yeah. yeah yeah i mean they 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 run some distance yeah. during each game so yeah. uh but uh yeah i mean like when i when i was doing it, it was like i never really enjoyed running while playing soccer <laughs> but uh it wasn't until after i uh uh just like uh took some i mean went through some time of being very unathletic and unhealthy that uh i decided that uh running was uh was my 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 passion and how long um after you started running did you realize that you wanted to run far and run ultras 
it it took a while because i mean when i started i was only i was doing like i remember the first time i ran like a, a half marathon distance and when i did that i was like wow that's really far that was pretty <laughs> that was crazy and i just i did it on my own um i was just out for a run and uh i just kept going at one point and you know i was like hit i was like at the 10 mile mark it's like oh man i can i might be able to do a half marathon at this point so i i I did that and I really impressed myself at that time. Yeah. And so that that's when I first like even, you know, started entertaining the idea of shooting for trying to do a marathon. And so that was um I'd been running for a few years before that and then I think it was a few few years later in 2009 was the first marathon that I ran. So that was like at least probably like 6 years after I started just running for as a as a pastime. Yeah. And uh then it wasn't until 2015 that I ran my first ultra, which is a 50k. So it's it be somewhere between that marathon in 2015 when I kind of decided, well, what what's after a marathon? What what's the next the next uh, distance to try and tackle? And it, it took a few years before I even really like decided I wanted to do more than a marathon. Took a, a few years and and reading a couple of uh, uh, Dean Carnassi's books before I was like, yeah, I want to go see if I can do an ultra. Yeah. And I noticed that it was around, you, you'll probably be able to help me with this, but you figured out not long after you ran your first ultra or something, you had an issue with your hip and you needed surgery. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was actually before my first ultra. It was, uh, it was 2013. So it was like a couple of years before the, my first ultra. It was, that was when I decided I wanted to try and do a 50 K. So I was like trying to build up mileage and, uh, that's when I just started having this like nagging hip pain. It was terrible. And it's like every run it got, it was really bad. And I would like hobble for a couple of days after every run. And mm. I was just like, there's, there's something wrong here. There's something going on. And mm. uh, so I finally went and got it checked out. And it was like all this um, after like x-rays and, and everything, you know, they finally like it, the doctors, they, they figured out, you know, it was um, uh, uh, my, my labrum and my right hip was all all messed up and uh it wasn't until after the surgery that the surgeon kind of he gave me more of a description of what was going on in there and after he looked at it and everything and got it fixed he was like well your cartilage was basically shredded so they took out all the shredded cartilage and um the the, the he said ultimately it was caused by a bone spur on that side which caused like some kind of like cyst to form which developed a one-way valve and um so it, it just it, it messed up my whole hip and and the shredded the cartilage so he removed the cartilage and the bone spur and that was in 2013 and um 2014 was basically like just trying to rebuild mileage and you know feel comfortable running again yeah and then 2015 it wasn't until october 2015 that i ran that 50k and from there it's i mean i've just it's it's been good so i mean they, they, so you must you must have been determined because a lot of having surgery and having a break that would um would have been easy to just like i don't know just form up form new habits and just not start running again but you must have had it like firmly set in your mind you wanted to be an ultra runner yeah i mean it was it was definitely a major goal for me it was something i wanted to do and yeah like i mean it would have been a really 
easy excuse to just say, yeah, well, I guess running's not for me, (laughs) you know? I mean, like, like someone's trying to tell me something here. My body just said, no, it would have been the easiest way to get out of doing any, any running at all. So yeah, I guess I really wanted to do it. Um, but, uh, it was, uh, I mean, thankfully, I think one of the questions I asked to the the surgeon that I think kind of like, um, helped even motivate me more and not give up was, you know, since it happened on one hip, I started, I was questioning, well, if it's from my bone structure, you know, is it going to happen on my left hip in another one to two years or whatever? And, you know, he, the answer he gave me was that since it was caused by the bone spur and my hip structure was different, like it didn't have that bone spur on both sides. And, you know, he kind of like just was assuming that that bone spur was somehow caused by like a previous injury that probably happened somewhere, like could have been 10 years ago prior to all the other issues that were like a chain reaction developing. So, so that's what kind of like gave me a little bit more motivation to not just say, okay, well, it's not my body. It's because of some accident or something or some previous injury that I might've not even remember happening that, yeah. that kind of like caused the whole issue. Yeah. Is that something that you draw strength on? Like when an ultra gets hard, you think back to the surgery and it kind of like, uh, you yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, that's, that's one thing that I kind of fall back on, like, cause I mean, we've all been there before, like everyone who's running ultra has been at like hit a low point at some point during a race. And, and I, I know everyone has like their own history and experiences that they kind of turn to and draw to. And yeah, that's, that's one for me. I mean, among others, but that's one where it's like, well, you know, if I can start from zero and, you know, hit that, that, that roadblock before I even like made it to my first ultra. I mean, that, that's something that I can like go back and look at and be like, well, this, you know, whatever situation I'm in right now, like feels like my quads are blown up or whatever, or my stomach doesn't feel good. It's like one of those things where you just be like, okay, well I got through that. And that was a year of a year of a literally a whole year of rebuilding yeah. that, that this, whatever, if it's a few more hours of pain and not, not actually wanting to do this i can i can get through it so yeah yeah. that's a good one yeah and so you you were running you've been running ultras for a few years um till you ran your first backyard ultra and you know they're kind of a new format but what attracted you to the running of your first backyard ultra i think i think it's mainly just like curious about the format because it's so different than um than your standard point to point ultra you know, it's just like rather like because I always went into ultras like it. You know, the goal is to do it as fast as possible, and I'm, I'm not that I'm not like that fast of a runner. You know, if if there's in, in most point to point races, I mean, I'm I'm not going to be competitive <laughs> unless it's a very small race that's non competitive. Then I might have a chance being somewhere near the front. But I mean, if it's a competitive race, I mean, I'm I'm usually like a middle of the packer on in most races. So. So backyard ultras were like something completely different though, because, you know, they, they take that whole, you know, speed issue out of it and it really levels the playing field. And so it's like, well, then it comes down to like, you know, if like, if everyone's fit enough to do this 4.167 mile loop every hour on the hour without, without, you know, feeling completely exhausted, then it just comes down to, well, who can keep doing it long enough and, manage all the other things that are going on with calories and sleep 
and it just it's and the mental game is like so different and so that i'd say it was like just the curiosity of seeing like what does it really feel like to push for that far and that long that's what really drew me to it yeah and um you obviously think pretty deeply about backyard ultras because you post some pretty cool stuff like one of the posts on instagram i'm, I'm not sure if it was something you came up with but when you're in a backyard ultra like as long as you're still going you're on you're on actually right. on world record pace right right yeah. right yeah that well that you know i i did come up with that but i i gotta admit it's it's kind of stolen from something that Laz said because right. he said you're always tied for first place and I, I was thinking about that one time when i'm running i was like well you know yeah you're tied for first but at the same time you're also on world record pace the whole time because yeah. it doesn't matter as long as you're in the way race you're still you're still on that the pace that you need to do to, to set a new world record so it's kind of like it's like a mind-blowing it was mind-blowing when i did it i mean when i thought of it <laughs> out running but a lot of things seem mind-blowing when you're like out running for long runs and then you get back you're like hey, this wasn't so mind-blowing yeah, but um <laughs> but i don't know i thought that one was good enough that i i i remembered it and put it out there so yeah it's beautiful. but but yeah i mean it's 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 uh and that that's part of the format that just like is so intriguing is is how everyone kind of runs together no one can no one can break away from the pack yeah and um you won your first backyard ultra and you won your second and you won your third i wouldn't mind just talking about the first two you won your you won your first one in 36 hours i believe the the first one was uh was run ragged in connecticut right uh, and that one was i think it went 31 30 or 31 hours it was somewhere in there but it was it was a little bit different than your standard backyard because it was like a tougher course more technical more elevation change and it was only like i think about a 5k loop right yeah so the the 30 or 31 hours came out to like 99 miles so a little little less mileage but i mean you know you can you can make a case either way that either that's i think it depends on the runner i mean like if you like technical and elevation change it's probably great for you but otherwise some other runners it might be might have been a nightmare you know they might have preferred you know having the four the 4.167 mile loop on on an easier course but i, I don't know I, I like the technical stuff and i like elevation change so i mean i i enjoyed it it's just just a for my first all uh backyard you know it's kind of like um it, it's there's a there's an asterisk asterisk next to that one just because it's not a full you know the the, the standard distance yeah 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 um and so you must have so and then you won backyard squatch and keystone yeah yeah keystone was pennsylvania's first backyard i mean first official backyard and backyard squatch was new jersey's first official backyard and uh, so I, I mean since i'm from new jersey that was like I, I, almost a no-brainer that i had to like try and sign i mean and the timing just worked out really well for me so so that was like i i really was happy to be able to run that one and it just it went really well so i was even happier that i made it and seeing as though you were the last one standing at both of those did you feel like yeah were you thinking this is easy i could have done like 24 more hours or were you, were you pretty exhausted or how did yeah. you well i don't know i i think there's there's something weird about backyards where 
when you are the last one standing, you know, after you go back and you think about it, yeah, it seems like it was easy, but I think when you're in the moment, it, it's not that easy. Yeah. And I think it's just like, if you, if you were the last one standing though, I, I think you kind of like remember the easier parts and less of the tough parts, less, less of the pain and all the times you thought about quitting. So, I mean, and that's, that's where going into bigs, bigs, like afterwards, it feels so different now. Cause like, I'm, I'm remembering all the mistakes I made and all the things that didn't go well. Whereas like past backyards where I was the last person standing, it's like, well, I, I'm, I remember all the really things that went really well and how great it was. <laughs> I, I, I just forget about all the bad stuff. <laughs> yeah. you know just erase that and go do it again somewhere else <laughs> yeah and in one of your blogs leading up to capital backyard ultra which you were also the last one standing um you were you seemed like you were really confident and really determined to make team usa for the satellite world champs and you and you ran 62 hours to do that which is almost almost double what you what your previous best was how how did you manage like how did you do it like did you expect to run that far or um i'd say i I was expecting it to go over 200 at capital so i wasn't i wasn't surprised it went over 200 i was a little surprised how many runners were still in it going into that second night and that that was like my lowest point at capital i'd say is is because I mean my goal there was to to get that since it was a silver ticket race my goal was to get that silver ticket and have my guaranteed spot at the for the the Team USA uh, backyard world championship because I mean that was like that was my number one goal for the year was to get a spot on the team and so that was my best ticket to get there was getting that winning that silver ticket race. So yeah, I mean, I was, I was just like, that was, I was super determined and that that's, I was like all in on, on being the last person standing there. So, I mean, I was very determined and it was, uh, and I knew it was going to go far. I expected it to go over 200 and I looked at the list of, of, of runners there, you know, a lot of talent and a lot of runners that had gone over 200. So I, I mean, I, I wasn't shocked that it was going over 200 but uh, the number of runners going into that second night, I thought we'd be down to a handful of runners. And I, I think we still had, I don't, I don't know what the number was, but it's probably over like, I, I think we probably had like 12 to 15 runners going out on the, the road course again, going to the second night. Mm-hmm. And that, that was the most discouraging part for me, just how many people were still going into the second night. Cause when I, I did backyard squash, it was, me and one other guy going into the second night and he only stuck around for a few night laps and then it was over. And, and that, that race, I was like really pumped to be running through the second night. I was excited for it cause I'd never done that before. Mm-hmm. And then at Capitol, I was like, as soon as it happened and I was like, Oh yeah, we're definitely going through a, a full second night. I was like, uh, this is <laughs> not cool. This is not very discouraging that there's still this many people and we're definitely going through this night. And, I don't know what's going to happen. So that that's the that's that was my lowest point of the race. Um, but I, I actually that that's one of the times uh, that I called my wife as like my last resort way to avoid quitting. 
And I told her, look, I think I'm done. I'm, I think I'm going to quit. I, there's, I don't think I have a chance of winning. And, you know, she, she straightened me out. She said, no, you, you just keep going, you know, chug a can of, you, I always bring like uh, some, uh, some uh, iced coffees. So oh. she was like, just chug a can of iced coffee and keep going and you'll, you'll bounce back. Just keep going. So I, I did that and it, it worked out for me there. So, um, I mean, it, that was one, that was one of the times, like one of those low points, like you hit the low points, but I mean, that time I, I made it through the other side and, and came back. So not, really? not that it was easy though. I mean, there were some low points over that night where I was like, I was, I was tired and sleep deprived, yeah. but made it through the night. So. And was that far from where you lived? Did you have to travel far to get to that one? Uh, it was, it's about, uh, it's near, it's just south of Washington, DC. So from, for me from home, I think it was about a five hour drive. So not, not terrible, but, yeah. but a little, little away from home. And I'm not sure if I misunderstood it or not, but did you do that race without a crew? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I showed up by myself, no, no crew. Um, but, but I mean, that's a really, it's a really well-supported race. Um, yeah. The, the RD there, Sarah, she, she's got a couple really good cooks. And yeah. uh, one of them is a former White House chef. Mm -hmm. And they make some amazing food there. And they, they take, care, take care of you. Great, great volunteer support. So I was pretty much on my own the first like, first, like two days, I'd say, and, and through the second night. And then it was during that second night, I, I started... I asked for help from a couple of volunteers during the second night when I wanted to try and sneak a little nap in. And I was, I was really worried about not waking up when the whistle blew. So I, I asked a couple of volunteers like, just like to make sure I'm, I'm awake if I'm still sleeping on my cot when the whistle blows. And so they, they helped me out that night to make sure I, I wasn't going to sleep through the whistles. And then it was during the third day, I, I just started getting help from, um, race volunteers and there were a couple of runners that had finished their race and hung out to help out other runners so uh, i mean that's that's that third day um, i was getting quite a bit of help and um especially I, that's where i met um uh actually dagmar was one of the runners who was at the race and she ended up crewing for me at bigs and she was one of the runners that that she was a local runner there who stuck around and helped out other runners after she finished her race. Yeah. And so that, that really just worked out great that, um, that I met her there and she was, she offered to crew for me when I went to bigs. So really, really, uh, grateful that I was able to meet her and she, she was so helpful. Yeah. Awesome. So I think, um, sleep is probably the biggest factor that catches runners out the deep you go. So do you, did you, do you, do you find it easy to sleep between loops? I've I've had mixed results. Uh, capital, I felt I felt good, and things didn't go as well at Bigs for as far as sleep. Um, at, at, at Capital, I don't think I slept at all the first night. I just like closed my eyes a few times, but I didn't sleep at all. And then the second night, it wasn't until like I think it was like the four or I think it's the four a.m. loop that I, I decided I was going to pick up the pace and, and um, make a little extra time to actually close my eyes and try and nap. And I got about a 10, a good 10 minute nap and be just before the loop where the sun was coming up. And I felt 
way so just like so refreshed after that 10 minute nap at Capitol. And then the sun came up and I was like, I was like set for day three and I, I felt great. And at, at Biggs, I tried multiple times to, to sleep and picked up the pace to try and get that little extra time so you can get a good five to 10 minute nap. And I, I never got that feeling that I, I, I think I dozed off a few times, but I never got the feeling that I was like well rested when I, when the whistles blew again. Mm. And um, the, the sleep, the sleep deprivation, it just, it seemed worse to me at, at Biggs than it did at Capital for whatever reason. Mm. Um, so yeah, it was, it, it didn't, the sleeping, the sleeping did not go as well for me at Biggs as it did Capital. Yeah. You mentioned you drank a caffeine Mm-hmm. Is that something like one of your strategies as well, like drink like an energy drink or caffeine, coffee during during the race? Yeah, yeah. I, I use a lot of a lot of coffee, like iced coffee, hot coffee. I, well, at Capital, I was just doing iced coffee, but um, at, at Bigs, I was doing hot coffee, and then um, we also like all the crew members. We were like uh, all the crew members at Bigs were like were were trade in trading goods and, and like supplying each other so the runners could like have more variety and try new things if something wasn't working for them and one of the things we got there was um i don't i'm not sure who brought it but uh we, we got a hold of some caffeinated chocolates and so I was, I was eating those two on the runs and um uh i always bring uh um chocolate covered espresso beans and I, I'll usually munch on those overnight if I'm like feeling really drowsy and need a little a little boost. Yeah. So you won Capital with 61 yards and you got your ticket to Biggs. And um, I think you were the fourth seed, weren't you? Yeah. Yep. Fourth seed. You must have yeah. been absolutely wrapped. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty. It was. It was. Uh, it was shocking. Yeah. I mean, like, especially like looking at the other you know, the other team members there, I mean, like, I mean, seeing like Harvey Lewis on there, like be like, oh, I get to say Harvey Lewis is my teammate. I mean, that's pretty, that's pretty cool. I mean, a little, little shocking <laughs> to be yeah. honest. So well, we, um, to make team USA, especially with the population as big as um, America, it's a, it's a massive achievement. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess, yeah. The, with the population, but then I mean, uh, I don't know. I, I'm not sure what percentage of the population is even aware of backyard ultras. So yeah. uh, that might be that might be here or there. <laughs> it seems to be taken off in Australia, though. I mean, I I've seen a lot of new backyard races. Yeah, well, up in Australia. So well, there's one in um, Western Australia next year called Herdies, and they're going to break the record for the most runners in a backyard awesome. ultra 300 cool. 300 wow yeah, that's yeah. a huge field <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's gonna be a crowded four mile course <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah so um yeah they, they're really really taking off everyone yeah. everyone who's yeah. running ultras are running backyard ultras as well yeah yeah and I, I saw um the there's one coming up early next year it's kind of like the backyard masters i think they're kind of yeah. I it up as I, I can't remember exactly what the what the name of it is. Yeah, that you're right. The backyard backyard masters, and that one's in Queensland, which is north of where I am. Harvey uh, Lewis, Harvey Lewis is actually going to it. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. I saw. I think he was like the first American on the 
the list yeah. of runners there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So um, a lot of any all, all the Australians who can get in, they're all doing it because it's it's going to be an awesome field, and everyone wants to run as many run for as far, long as they can. It's going to be. Right. I'm hoping to make it. You got to run at least 24 hours to be able to make the field, and I've done my best is 22, but I've got to back okay. up in Feb. So um, my goal is to make it. Push push a few more yards in there. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I'll 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 probably be following along from from the states here. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, what's the um course at Bigs like? I understand there's a night and day course. Um. Yeah. Yeah, it's um it's probably well, outside of uh of the the five k course that I did in Connecticut. It's probably the tough. It's the toughest backyard course I've been on. Really? Um it's definitely uh it's more it's it's not as technical as the run ragged course i did in connecticut but um it's it's not far off from from that one as far as like rocks and roots and it's got a decent amount of elevation change i think it's somewhere around 470 feet of gain right. per lap yeah and so i mean capital had um it was somewhere between like three to 350 at capital which seemed like a decent amount i mean when you're doing that that same loop so many times but like yeah you add another over 100 feet every lap i mean it starts to add up so i, I was i was feeling the elevation change from the course at bigs and and definitely was more worried about tripping and catching a toe on rocks and roots there than i was at, at capital it's capital it's, it's a lot of it is just like a crushed stone trail course there's a little bit of single track i mean i'd say maybe about half of the trail course is single track and half is more like a crushed stone type thing yeah. so that was all just like really smooth and easy runnable but uh um yeah there's definitely some sections that at bigs where it's like yeah this is a real a real trail course i mean it's not it's not just like you can turn your turn your brain off and just mindlessly run you gotta really like watch your your footing and and, yeah. and make sure you're not going to trip. Yeah, is the night course similar to that, or is that a bit easier? The, the night course was easy. Um, I mean, it was all all road. The worst part of the night course was was Laz's driveway. Right. <laughs> it's uh, some pretty big stones there that are kind of sharp, and yeah, you start feeling those after a few days through yeah. your shoes. But once you got on the road, I mean, it was it was nice. Um, and there's a couple hills there, but nothing like nothing like steep. I mean, it's all really runnable. Um, but I mean, after you get you know a couple hundred miles on your legs, th those hills do do feel more like hills. So I, I was walking them this, that that second. I was walking a lot of the hills on the road the second night. But um, other, otherwise, yeah, the road course is pretty pretty mild compared mm. to the day course yeah and were you getting like during the satellite world championships were you getting regular updates about how team usa is going and how what's happening in the other countries and stuff like that not not a whole lot i mean we kind of i kind of felt like we were a little bit in the dark there and uh -huh. I, I don't know if that was um you know laz is such a character that uh, it like he's kind of like got this whole image of being like the evil genius or whatever and so i i kind of like was questioning it you know is it is like part of his like team strategy to not tell us what's going on because like if we found out yeah we got whatever like three runners more than any other country and we're up 
whatever 20 some yards or like whatever make up a number you know then it's it's like well that would kind of almost like like give someone like the feeling that hey it's okay if i quit now because we got our team has three more runners than any other country we're up 40 yards there's no way they're going to catch up and so i kind of was like going back and forth at the time i was like well maybe he's maybe we're not getting updates as as it's like kind of like he thinks we'll all perform better we don't know whether we're if we're in the lead but even when we i think when we had lost a runner I think we lost a runner earlier than than uh, I know Belgium at least, and like we were hearing that that we were down one runner, and I I, I think that kept a few of our few members of our team in longer than it would have been otherwise because we had a few that were hurting pretty bad right. somewhere between that twenty four to forty eight hour mark, and they they struggled on through some tough some tough stuff um, just to you know build up a few more yards for us somewhere between that twenty four to forty eight hour period. Yeah, the um, so obviously you you ran sixty two yards, which is awesome. Um, how, how did you feel at, at the end of it? Like, were you happy? I, <laughs> I wasn't happy at the end. I mean, I was happy to not be in the race anymore. So yeah. I mean, but it was really mixed emotions. I mean, I had I had like some really some really high hopes going into the race. I mean, I, I definitely wanted to go through a third night there and I was, I was expecting to go through a third night. And, and after that, I was like, you know, all bets are off. Cause I mean, that's whole new territory for me to make it through a third night. Um, but I mean, that, that was like, kind of like the, the base of what I was shooting for was because I, I knew the race, I knew someone, at least a few of the runners were going to go through a third night there with, you, you looked at our our team it's like yeah someone's gonna go over 300 here or, or at least two people are going over 300 and i was like i really want to be in that group that goes into a fourth day and um you know i don't know things things went kind of south for me somewhere during that that third day and and then it, it just all really fell apart really quickly that third night and um, so I, I wasn't I wasn't happy how that how it ended and I wasn't really um, so, it, you know, I was just really, I mean, of course, disappointed when your race ends. So it, so it was, um, it was it was a tough one to take. But at the same time, I was just so like mentally done at that point. I wasn't that upset at the time. It was more like it was late. It was regret later. I mean, at the time, it wasn't. Like I was, I was happy to be done at the time, but then, you know, the next morning I was like, oh man, what did, what did I do to mess this up so bad? Yeah. And uh, so it was just, it was, and, and it, you know, even in the moment I knew there was going to be, I knew the regret was going to be there when I, after I took a nap and I woke up, I knew there was going to be regret, but um, it was just like, I was so like mentally cooked at that point. I was just like, I, I, I was done and, um, and just uh, the, the body. I, I, I was having this issue with uh, my my legs were were just feeling really achy and tough to start moving. Every time I lay down to try and get some sleep, it was just like getting them moving was really tough. And I was like mentally just had to like I couldn't just like mentally I'd be like okay time to start running and the, the legs are moving. It was like okay right leg move it left leg right and like telling that until it would just like kind of pick up running and 
and all that last I, re, I just remember that last night loop when i tried to go again it was like every time i like started running if i didn't like like mentally like think about each leg moving it was like i just reverted back to like this this like shuffling walk <laughs> it's just like oh crap i got i gotta run i gotta run here i'm not gonna make it if i don't run and uh yeah it just like it fell apart <laughs> yeah have you sort of had to think about what what caused that like wh why it happened or you're not it's just one of those things <laughs> i i think it's a i think there's a lot of things that added up to it um i mean i, I was <laughs> my 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 biggest excuse that i'm, I'm using <laughs> is uh that I, I i call it an excuse i'm sure it was part one factor but uh i, I was getting over a cold leading up to the race my my son came down with a cold like two weeks before the race i think and then i i think i picked it up about a week before the race and i was i was still like somewhat congested and hacking up some phlegm and stuff going into the race but i we actually we we stopped at cbs on our way to tennessee so i could pick up more cough drops and just because i was like still hacking so bad so it's like all that going into it i, I like knew i wasn't in 100 like i wasn't 100 percent recovered from that cold so that was like a mental like a mental challenge going into it so that that was like one part of it but then it's just like the sleep deprivation really got to me at bigs more more so than at capital and I, I think that was like just a big part of like being defeated mentally is like I just was like just so exhausted and sleep deprived I was just like I I can't I can't do this anymore and and uh, you know, I, I was went back and forth. Like, I think I went back and forth a few times during that third day, just saying like how, telling my 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 crew that I'm just like I'm. I think I'm done. I don't think I can do this anymore. And you know, um, to my my crew's credit, I mean Dagmar, she she kept me going out there, and she kept on giving me motivational talks, and it's like you know, so I, I I made it through the third day without that much trouble. But then it was like towards the end when it got to be night, I just like that third night was like I was I was cooked and I was, I, I was done. And and uh, the temperature drop, I think, kind of added to it, too, because the last couple laps got really chilly after the first two nights were like beautiful, like uh, warm. I mean, not warm, but just like beautiful running temperature. And then that third night, it got it got windy and cold and I'm. I'm not really a big fan of, <laughs> of like cold weather running anyway. So I was just like, at that point, I was like, I, I'm, I can't keep going. And I, I just, I shut down. Yeah. And were you hallucinating as well? Yeah, you, you know, I, I've never really, I, I, I never had like what I would like really say is a full on hallucination. I mean, I've, I've had it like, like mostly it's, I had it happen at Capitol and at Biggs. It's, but it's just like, um, we're, we're shadow like you look at a shadow and you're like oh that kind of looks like whatever like a, a a dog over there or that looks like a, I thought that was a squirrel and it's just like random stuff like seeing like faces in the shadows that are, and it's like it, it it's, it's like maybe a mild like semi hallucination but I've never like had that full on like where oh I think there's actually something there just I kind of kind of that shadow kind of looks like something else yeah. um in the bigs course that you ran on last is that exactly the same course that the um individual um championships are going to be run on next year 
Yeah, yes, I, I'm pretty sure um, it's it's the same course that they use for individual and the world championship. So yeah, yeah. and and I think um, they also do. I think Laz also does. He does um, uh, for well, he does. I mean, it was just Big's backyard, and then it's it turned into the the world championships with the team competitions. And I, I'm not sure when he started it, but he also does a, a Little's backyard because the I don't know, like the, the Biggs backyard is named after his dog and one of his dogs is Biggs. And and then I think he's got another dog. So he he did a second race and it's the same course, you know, backyard format, but he calls it Littles. And it's it's less it there's there's not a I mean, it's just a open registration. So so you don't have to like have a whatever backyard resume. Anybody can could just register and run a backyard and um you know that way they can build up and you know earn a spot at 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 the bigs backyard so so it's it's cool because it's like a i mean it's it's open to anyone who wants to give it a shot and anyone can run it so anyone can run the course there too by signing up for big or for littles um so there was a obviously like you've had a massive build up to running bigs and making the team like it was it sounds like it was a process of at least about 12 months of being your main running focus so when it finished um like how how did you feel was it like did you know what you're going to do next or was it kind of like i'm going to have a rest now or yeah well the plan was to rest yeah i mean that it was because it was a big build up i i think i originally applied to try and run at bigs i think it was in 2019 and um, I actually got an email from Laz for the 2020 team because uh, they had some some team members drop short notice. So it was like the week of the 2020 race, the next uh, five people on the list that had applied for the team got an email from Laz saying, whoever is available that can make it to the race this week, <laughs> this weekend, you, the spot's yours if you reply back. And I think I waited till the next day to reply and the spot was gone. So like, it was like, I almost had a spot in 2020, which would have been really cool. But then at the same time, I was like, well, it's, that's not really how I want to get my spot at bigs. It's like, I, I, I want to feel like I earned it in some way. So I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, 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 I'm glad I, uh, I didn't get that spot that year. And I got it in 2022, the way I did by, by going to Capitol and getting the silver ticket. Cause that way I felt like I really, had earned my spot there but um yeah so i mean this whole year though the plan was the goal was to get the spot on the team and then do as much as i can there and then after that i was like okay i'm gonna pretty much shut it shut it down for the year and take some time off recover and rest a little and and that's really the plan now until until i figure out what i'm gonna do next year and uh, i've got a couple ideas you definitely did it. Had an awesome time. Like you've done sixty-one and sixty-two yards in your life. There's not. Too, there's there only be a handful of people in the world who could say that they've run over sixty yards in their last two backyard ultras. Right. Right. Yeah. And it's um. You know, I I never I wanted to do a two hundred miler for a few years. I mean, I kind of like was toying with the idea of like doing a 200 miler and so when capital turned into a 200 mile i was like all right well that's cool i got my first 200 miler in without <laughs> signing up for a 200 miler and i was like i know 
Biggs is going to go 200 again. So yeah, it's like I, I, for a few years, I'd wanted to do a 200 and I got two 200s in this year, over 200s in. So, I mean, it's, it, I mean, it's a year, it's, it's a year to be proud of, you yeah, know, regardless sure. of how, how, whether I'm disappointed with Biggs or not, it still was a good year. Yeah, for sure. And that's 62 yards. That, that would probably qualify you to run in the um, championships next year if you wanted to. It's, yeah, it's close. Um, I know last time I checked, I think like, uh, so there's, I think 75 spots available. And with the 35 countries that all the winners have a spot, if they all take their spot, you know, that puts me, I think, at like 58th on the list for at for the at-large. So I've got a good, I've, I've got a little bit of a cushion where I'm at right now to, to have a spot at Biggs for next year at the individuals. Yeah, yeah. And you're keen to do that if, if you do make the team or are you still not? I, sure? <laughs> I, I'm more I'm I'm more apt to do it now than I was when I was actually running at Biggs. When yeah. I was running at Biggs, I was like, man, I don't want to do this again. And, <laughs> with, and I, I think the, the thing I really didn't like about it, or I, I was like thinking I'm not going to do it when I was there. I was like, man, there's only 15 of us here. And this feels a little bit crowded. What's wow. it going to be like with 75 runners here? Yeah. But now after I've like, you know, it's a month removed now. And I, you know, I've kind of, looked at it a little bit more and thought about it more i'm like yeah I, and and i kind of I, I really feel like i i could have done better there things have gone a few things have gone better maybe i had done a couple things differently before mm. things went bad so i i, I wanna I, I think i could improve on what i did there so that that kind of that motivates me even that motivates me more to go back yeah and because you've earned your spot you don't have to worry about um, the pressure of making making the team either. So you've got more right. time to refresh and, like, I don't know, do what you want to do as far as other races go. Right. Yeah, and that's – yeah, so that's kind of, like, what I'm figuring out now is, like, what I'm going to do next year because there's – I mean, I, I think I'm pretty safe to have that spot, but you never know what's going to happen, I mean, worldwide with all these other – big backyards that are coming up. I know there's one, there's the big one in Germany, the backyard masters in Germany. I think that's going to put up some, some big numbers. There's probably going to be at least a handful of runners there who get a, who, who could earn a spot just based on with their at large entry based on what they do there. Mm -hmm. So, I, I mean, there, there's a chance I'll get bumped off the list depending on what all these other back, what happens at all these other backyards. So I'm, I'm, I am, thinking about that and um so i'm, I'm kind of i'm not definite yet but i'm kind of looking at doing capital again next year just because that'd be an opportunity to put up a bigger bigger number of yards and gear or at least have a better shot at a spot at, at bigs next year yeah and now that 100 has been shown it can be done is is 100 yards on your radar oh man <laughs> i don't know i don't know that's 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 another level i mean yeah. <laughs> six i mean i mean i felt really good at capital going into the third night but at that point it was me and one other runner so i was like you know this is like i was like super pumped and i, I think that's just kind of like part of the that's it's like with backyards it's such a mental game because is the same with me at, at Backyard Squatch. When it was me and one other runner going into the second night, I was like excited and pumped going to the second night. 
And at, at Capital is the third night, me and one other runner. And it, it ended on that first night, night loop. So I, I didn't get the chance to try and make it through a third night. And then at, at, at Biggs, that, that chance was there. And it was just, I don't know, I was, I was like in a different mental state and I was just like kind of cooked at that point. So I, I, I think, I, I mean, I know I've got it in me to, to make it through a third night. So that, that's really the, the goal. And then, well, I mean, if you made it through a third night, yeah, why not a fourth night? So yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. hundred, hundred is, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I'd, I'd like to be able to say that I think I can do it, but I mean, I, that's, I think everything's got to go right. And, um, uh, but those, those guys, they're just, they were on a different level, what they were doing there than, than, uh, than what I've, I've ever accomplished. You mentioned in one of your um, posts on Instagram recently, I think it was that um, when you were running in the high fifties, you're kind of thinking about you've, you're running around um, the same numbers that you like, that you imagined your idols, like Courtney DeWalter and Harvey Lewis. And like you were mentioning how it was a kind of like a weird, but cool kind of feeling. Can you tell me about that a little bit? Yeah, it really, it really is. Cause like that, I mean, that's kind of what it, part of what attracted me to the backyards was when, when I saw like, um, I think, I think really, at least as far as for me, I mean, I, I started paying more attention to backyards when I saw like Courtney battling it out with Harvey Lewis. And, and it was like, it's just like amazing. And like, you know, I've been a fan of hers and Harvey Lewis for, for years now. And, um, and then he saw like Maggie, Maggie Guter, Guterrell, you know, battling it out at, at Biggs. I mean, it's, and so like all that's like really like inspiring stuff to like watch those, those, um, those competitions play out. And so like when I, when I got into the situation, like, of, of, of like being on the same running those, those numbers of yards, I mean, it's like, yeah, I was like, it was beyond anything that I thought I was capable of when I was watching them do it. So it's kind of like, it's kind of a surreal experience when you find yourself doing it. And like in, in the moment, I, I mean, like when I was running capital in the moment, it didn't seem like I was doing anything that felt amazing. But when I went back and looked at it, I was like, oh yeah, well, those are the number of yards that someone won bigs with less yards than that. Yeah. And it's like, well, and, and, but that, that just kind of like proves the shows, shows how much this format has advanced in the last few years and how much the envelope has been pushed. Cause I mean, I, I don't think anyone's going to win bigs with under 300 from, from here on going forward, unless like there's like some kind of weather issue or something going on. But otherwise, I mean, I think if, if conditions are, are decent, no one's going to win bigs under 300. I mean, it's, it's, I think this, uh, a standard's been set. <laughs> um, where, where does your mental toughness come from? Have you always had it or did you? Do, did you get into ultras to build mental toughness? I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think I've, I've always, always been kind of, I, I, I'd like to say I've always been mentally tough. I don't know. But, <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I think with ultra, with backyards, uh, like it's almost like the, the most, <laughs> you could almost say it's like the most stubborn person is the best fit to, to run a backyard. Cause yeah. at some point it's like, you know, you realize like, what am I doing here? And like, we're all in pain. And I, I mean, I know that they're all in pain. They can't not be in pain, but we're, it's just refusal to quit. And, and that's, I think that's, that's what really like 
what I really, it, it's like so much about like your spirit more so than like your phys- physical capability. Cause if you two, take two people that are like, you know, equal, like equal physically fit and they can both do this course however many times it's like, well, at some point it just comes down to like, who wants it more? Who wants it? Better? And you, you hear that in sports all the time. Like, oh, this 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 is going to go to whoever wants it the most. And it's like you hear it in football games and everything else. And it's like, yeah, that's part of it. But you know what? They the other team had some really good players that they just outplayed them. But I mean, when it comes down to backyards, it really I mean, it's, it's cliche, but it really does come down to if, like you have two equally matched people physically. You know, it just comes down to who who wants it more and and durability. I mean, that's like the other big factor is like who who doesn't who doesn't get hurt? Yeah. Because yeah. I mean, it, you know, it's like that could spring up any time on anyone, and like it's like, well, that that sucks because that's not how you want your race to end yeah. for either of them, really. Yeah. For for whoever continues and who gets hurt. So I mean, it sucks for both of them, but. At the same time, like that, that's a huge factor in backyards. It's like your durability. And so, um, I mean, that's, I guess, I mean, that's part of the game, though. Yeah. And your body's pulled up, your body physically pulled up pretty good after digs. So, yeah. Yeah. I recovered pretty quick. So, I mean, that, and that's like part of the thing, like, that gets me. It's like, I, I don't know what, what went wrong. It's just like my legs just quit, quit responding to me. And, and, but I, 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 I'm a, I'm afraid I'm almost like afraid to admit it, but I think it was mostly just like mentally being done, just like mentally checking out. Mm-hmm. And um, so I, I, I honestly, I don't think it was, it was, it, it doesn't, it wasn't a, a physical problem. I mean, yeah, my legs, they didn't want to move anymore, but I mean, they had 250 miles on them. And, yeah. But I mean, I think if, if I had, if I had forced it, I, I mean, I, I know I could have lasted longer. I think it was just like the mental, the mental game was done I, I checked out you know and, and the uh, part of the reason why, why I, I kind of like have, have come to you know accept that is because it was like the last last thing that kept me going was I think it was about two yards or so before before I quit or before I time I quit timed out I mean whichever you want to say it's it's a kind of a mix but um one of the things that kept me going for those last two yards was was to better my PR so I was like on 59 yards. I was like, oh, it's only a few more yards. I can do a few more yards and, you know, get to 62. And then it was the 63rd. Yeah, I was like, it, the body shut down. It's like, okay, it, you know, you, you always hear the thing about like when you hit the finish line, then you, your mind knows and it, your body shuts down. And it, I, I kind of, it, it seems like that's what happened to me. I like, I had set a finish line for myself at, at 62 yards and I hit that. And then it was like, okay, well, you're done. You made it. So yeah that's one of the um things other runners have told me they say don't one of the tips to run a high total is don't set yourself a target yep that's that's the advice i've given myself (laughs) every time it's like don't don't set any distance and i've I've told and i I tell that other people too like when they do ask it's like don't set a distance don't don't say I want to hit a hundred because then you're giving yourself an out when you hit that distance. And yeah. it's like, okay, well you hit, you hit your mark. Now I get to quit. I, I achieved what I wanted to achieve. So that's where I'm like really hesitant about saying I want to run through a third night. And that's my goal. Cause then I'm afraid when I do run through the third night, it's like, okay, well <laughs> you're done. So, <laughs> so I, I always put that little add on there that I want to 
make it through a third night and then see how far I can go afterwards. <laughs> um, I do have a couple of questions from Instagram people. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> I saw the story there. I was wondering if any questions. Yeah. Popped up. That's cool. Yeah. Um, so where you run, um, do you need to be careful of mountain lions and bears? Not, not where I run. Um, in, in South Jersey, I, I don't think we have any any bears or mountain lions in south th southern New Jersey. Um, I know in North Jersey there's black bears, but I, I don't think uh, we don't see them this far south. So yeah, wildlife is the only wildlife I usually see when I'm running is like some some deer. Right. Yeah. I saw you post a photo of a snake. A little while ago. Oh yeah, I think I think that was on the course at Biggs. Oh, was it? We, okay. Yeah, it was a. We went there and we we set up, and after we set up, we walked the course, which I was like, "Oh crap, this course is going to be tough." Yeah. But uh, we ran across a snake on. We saw a snake crossing the trail while we were hiking the course. <laughs> um, oh, have you got any races overseas, like overseas races, on your bucket list? Oh, on my bucket list. Oh man. Uh, <sighs> Well, I mean, those, those backyards, the, the one I saw in Germany, actually that one, I would, that one might, I'd like to do that one. And I mean, the, some of the Australian ones, the ones coming up in Australia, I mean, I don't know. I think it'd be really cool to do a backyard overseas somewhere, but otherwise um, UTMB was always like, I don't know. I, I kind of, it used to, I would say it might still be a bucket list race for me. Um but uh, I, I'm not sure how all the qualification uh, protocol has changed recently. Oh. So I, I think it's a lot tougher to get into now than it was a few years ago. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, honestly, I, I don't expect to ever run it as a race, but I, I'd love to be able to like just do the course like on my own and do it all in daylight ra almost rather than, than doing it's the really actual race. It's taken off like it's so well known now. So, mm -hmm. so many more people would be trying to get into the um, field. That's for sure. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's from, from what I've heard, it's, it's like, uh, it, it sounds really tough to get into now. And, mm -hmm. and I, I, I guess another thing, like, why I'd almost prefer to do it as like just a, a self, like, like a fast packing trip or a multi day trip is uh like i i've just heard from like being a middle of the pack runner there that it's it's pretty pretty crowded and you hit a lot of bottlenecks so uh it almost almost seems like it'd be more enjoyable to me just to do it as like a self-paced run yeah fair enough um also oh yeah um now where do people need to go to read your blog and socials and stuff like that uh, yeah, so the blog is just, it's um, uh, beastcoasttrailrunning.com. And then from there, there's like, there's links to all the socials like uh, Instagram, Facebook, and uh, Twitter. But um, most of those are all some other version of Beast Coast Trail Running. Um, I see there's quite a, quite a few photos of uh, your toenail situation going on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i i uh it looks like i it's, guess um, it's a, your kids love it by the look of things it's like, <laughs> oh yeah that was the most recent one it was last night my my <laughs> two-year-old I, I was just standing at the i was standing at the kitchen counter eating some sweet potatoes yeah. and he was like playing on the floor with some toys and next thing i know he's like picking at one of my toenails I'm like what is going on down there and 
then he's like all of a sudden he just like rips off my my toenail that was uh well I apparently had to come pretty loose but it's one of the ones that that I had a, a blister under from Biggs and he just popped it off it was like held it up to show it to me it was like oh, I got your toenail <laughs> but yeah the, the toenail thing it's, it's funny because like I first started when I first got on YouTube one of the first videos I posted was like tone was pulling my toenails off after a, my first 50 miler yes. and I was like ah, I'm not doing anything with YouTube I'll just post these stupid YouTube, these um toenail videos and they it was like they went kind of viral like for a while like all these people were watching videos of my toenails getting pulled off I was like oh, this, are people into this like so so I, I kind of just went with it yeah, yeah, very good. Hey, um, thanks heaps for um, joining the podcast, Scott. It's been a really fun conversation, I reckon. Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, thanks for having me on, David. No worries. All the best between now and Christmas and the New Year's, and um, I'll be watching what you're doing and we'll keep in touch. Yeah, all the best to you as well, and, and good luck at uh, when your your next backyard is coming up. Uh, yeah, push, yeah push through and uh, get make it through that second night yeah you've given me some good tips i'll, I'll tag you in it in, in my results all right cool yeah I'll, I'll follow i'll follow i'll be following along probably yeah cool all right thanks scott all right hey thank you dave have a good one yeah, you too see ya see ya if you like this podcast it would be awesome if you could like subscribe comment share all of that kind of stuff hope you enjoyed the episode and have a good one